This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. I am chatting to Asia about her brand new release. How are you doing this morning? Oh, Morina. Uh, really good, really good. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. please. Pleasure is all mine. You have just released a brand new track. Of course, you are an award-winning singer and producer. This brand new tune is called Te Reo Ki Whakarongotai, and it is such an incredible waiata. Please tell us a little bit about the writing process of this song. Mm, yeah, so Te Reo Ki Whakarongotai, um, and I suppose a translation of that title um, is really about the distinct language of my marae and the people of my marae, my iwi. So uh, my iwi being Atiawa ki Whakarongotai, and Whakarongotai marae is on the, in Waikanae on the Kapiti Coast. And so, yeah, this is a, a, a dedication, um, a waiata mihi, I suppose you could say, to, um, yeah, the people of my marae, my whānau especially. Um, and, yeah, I think, when I think about this song, really this song is about 20, 21 years old. Um, it's been a family heirloom for a long time. Um, yeah, and, and my uncle Kahu actually was the writer Kahuropata, um, who's also a lecturer of Te Reo um, and has been a teacher for years, Kayako uh, Itero Māori for a long time. And um, yeah, and as a family, we we got together, myself. Uh, my older sister, Trey Ropata, my auntie, Tasha Ropata, and Michael Kahu, we got together and composed a tune um, as the lyrics were already written. But yeah, so the writing process is, it was, thinking back to it, I think it was pretty, it probably was over a weekend um, back then. And yeah, naturally, we just sort of combined our powers together, <laughs> if you, you know, if you will. And, and, um, yeah, this this way to come about, but very much speaking about Te Reo Māori and, you know, um, highlighting those kaumātua uh, that have been before us um, that, that started Reo Wānanga on my marae in the 80s, mid-80s to late 80s, and then my uncle Kahu in the 2000-2001 composed this waiata uh, in his own Reo Wānanga on the marae, so... Yeah, it was definitely a movement, but it was all part of that revitalisation of Te Reo Māori back then. Um, and yeah, and just the survival of our reo, I suppose, right up until now. So, And, and going forward, of course. Mm. So beautiful. That is, like, easily one of the coolest origins of a tune that I've interviewed on the show so far. Of oh, course, thanks. you're, like you were talking about before, the physical space in which you sort of write or compose or create music in, I think, plays mm. a massive part in the final product and the final sound and the final feel of the song. What kind of spaces are your favourite spaces to write in, compose in? Where do you feel the most creative, the most safe? Yeah, I think there's there's always been a few different methods and it's a little bit like gigs. Every gig's different, you know, um, through the live performance but I know that um, a big part of probably what I've always done is composed alongside my older sister Trey and we've done many family gigs and co-papa gigs over the years and so you know those relationships already established are already there and obviously we're siblings um, much the same with my uncle Kahu uh, he's my mum's younger brother uh, and his wife Tasha and so we've always worked together 
um, around kaupapa songs mostly, um, whether they be iwi significant events that have happened or that are coming up. or So those, I think, generally the kaupapas always carried the modi um, in which we usually compose in together as a collective. But, but also outside of that, I think for me, um, you know, I've always really enjoyed live performance and I think Asia is um, very much focused, I suppose, um, on the live performance side of things, including studio. Um, but yeah, I think that, that again, those those relationships that I have established with my band members is massive, you know, and I rely on them and they rely on me to sort of come together, work something out. And um, I think the composition side of it is that it's also like go with the flow, see what happens, you know, have no real limitations on stuff. Um, and generally it starts with jam. Um, and then, you know, I might move into some phrasing and then sort of every now and then decode the words from there. But again, it's different, you know, every time. Um, but that's just some of the ways uh, in which... Um, yeah, things have happened, unfolded, I suppose, yeah. I feel like that's the beauty in music, though, you know? It's having that flexibility to just write in different ways and in different spaces mm-hmm. and with different people as well. And, you know, naturally, from that kind of collaborative process, which you do quite a lot in your music, you get mm-hmm. different products, which is really special. And yeah. you were mentioning your band before and how a lot of Asia is focused on the live element, right? Mm, yeah. When yeah. you are creating a new track or maybe delving into new sounds, do you think about how it's going to sound live or do you trust that your compositions will just sort of translate into a live scene? Um, usually right from the get-go like um you know it's usually composed with either myself and then the band the music the bit of music i'm talking about but um yeah i think the idea is to mostly yeah i mean whether it's a studio track you know like it's been produced or whatever and and, and i'm collaborating in that way we make a track and it's cool it's a bit like to Hall that was different um but then the band would just find the chords and we would just work that out for a live show, you know, and there's about two, three different versions of Te that I can think of. Um, but generally, yes, I think the goal for me has always been about transferring that studio audio soundtrack to a live setting or having another version that you can share with an audience in a live performance. And so it's sort of like having, being ready and on with both, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, always stemmed from the original track into another version of the song or something similar for the live for sure. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to the process of sort of shifting a studio track to a live track, what kind of musical slash composition elements do you think about when it comes to moving it over mm. into playing it in front of an audience? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, yeah, well, I mean, I've been touring, especially this year, with um, core members that I've been jamming with for a long time, but also oh, in my band, but also a 12, 13 piece band this year. And we started off, kicked off the year with a summer tour, uh, end of last year as well. And 
I think for me, um, obviously following the instrumentation that's been recorded through the audio is always key, but also um, using those jam elements that people have to offer. And I think that's excitement, you know, like that's exciting for me. I really like to see the chemistry live on stage and, and sharing that with an audience. It's, it's really about an experience, not only just for us, and for the music that we're working with, but actually it's about sharing an experience through sound, through visual, through performance um, with an audience. Um, and so we've been working on sort of different performances over the year um, that have hopefully sparked a bit of that and shared a bit of that with our audiences. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's never, I'm always a bit like, you know, it doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be the same or exactly the same as the audio track because I think sometimes when you force, when you put a bit of pressure on, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's just like, oh, actually, let's just let it be fluid. Let's just be fluid with it and, and have the freedom and see where it goes. And that's exciting to me. Um, I don't steer away from that. I sort of like the unseen, the unknown um, parts of what music can offer. So, yeah, yeah. I love that and I love how collaborative you are with your music and you're such an incredible live performer, incredible writer, but I have to ask, is the single a lead up into a bigger project? I've heard a few few tweets around, around the garden. <laughs> yes, yes, that's correct. So Reoki Whakaromota is the first release single from my album. Um there will be a few other previous tracks that I have released already that will still be on the album, that will feature on the album as well. But So that's the, that's the next exciting piece for me, and I'm currently um, working on my album that I've been working on for six years, <laughs> um, since living in Christchurch till now. And, yeah, the release is, uh, we're looking at February, March of 2024, so I really can't wait to share that with everyone. Um yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. I've got a, a wonderful band um, and a mixture of musicians, you know, who are just like badasses. Excuse my language, um, you know, like geniuses in music. And you know, we operate as a whanau, and I'm really lucky to have them. And so, Ricky Gooch is a big is a big um, feature on the album. My brother Pete, Peter Riley, Te Kawa Hirangi, um We've got my older sister, Trey Ropata. There's Leo Cogini, Leonardo Cogini, um, Daniel Hales. There's Louisa uh, Williamson. And, and Mara TK is the producer of this album. Um, we've been working together for a couple of years now around each other's music. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just a, a, a beautiful collective that I am truly honoured to be working with and super grateful to them to be a part of my kaupapa, you know, and, and especially my, my debut album, which has been um, long-awaited. <laughs> In fact, probably more than 20, 20 years of my life um, since, since being in the scene, you know, of music. But um, no, it's all good. It's all come at a good time. <laughs> And, it, and a lot of life has happened too, so, yeah. Yeah, especially the last, like, five, six years. I feel like they've just been insane for everyone, like, goes without saying. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, you're human as well, you're human as well. Yeah, yeah. We 
are so, so excited for the new album. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me and everyone have an awesome rest of your Monday. Legend! That was Asia on her brand new track. This is the Radio 1 91 FM breakfast show with Candice, 20 minutes past nine. Here is Tereoki Fakarongotai. Such a goodie. Turn this one up, team. Trust me. Trust me. listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.